0: Okay, welcome to Time Buster Training. As you know by now, this is a series to inform you and inspire you on your fitness journey. So, I'm going to be interviewing industry experts, inspirational people that I've had the privilege of being part of their fitness journey, and Time Buster trainers who are in our tribe and absolutely killing it in our community. So, today we're speaking to Craig. Hi, Craig, how are you doing? Hello, how are you doing? Yeah, so Craig, I had the privilege of working for Craig at um, Team Bootcamp. You've probably heard, heard me talk quite a lot about Team Bootcamp. Um, and the really reason I wanted to get him on is the reason why I went there to train was quite sort of congruent in like our philosophy and fitness. Um, I was exiting the military. Um, I was asking a lot of my colleagues who they've worked for in the past as far as Team Bootcamps. And and this was the one that came up most about the ethos and the culture they created about lifelong fitness journey. So that's the reason I went there. I had a great, I think it was a year and a half in the end, but um, Craig, we're going to start the 20 minutes. So I'm going to start my watch. The Casio is going on. If you know, you know, the Mm start, stop, continue. And um, and Craig, just introduce yourself to the people who don't know you.
1: Yeah, so um, I'm a former all Commando um, I played semi-pro rugby league before I kind of got into, got into the military and um, spent just over 13 years in the military and then kind of left and, and although I was supposed to be one of the fittest young lads in the country being in, in the marines and being a commando with a green berry and all that I was actually a bit of a parker and uh, my nickname in the marines was pie shop for quite a while and it, and it took a while to get rid of that nickname um, I eventually got rid of it. And then they started calling me Butch from Butch Dingle in Emmerdale um, because I was overweight with a combat jacket, gingerish hair. You can, you can, you know, you can understand why. Um, but it wasn't until I kind of left the Marines where I started to, to get a grip of, of my own fitness and my own eating. And um, and that was through a whole series of events, really, and meeting a few different pivotal people. Um, I kind of learned that what the masses were kind of doing in the fitness world is is not is not necessarily the right thing to do. Certainly not the right thing for me. But um, so that led me to sort of study more about fitness and nutrition, and, and that led me on to become personal trainer. Uh, I did a bit of work as a freelance personal trainer, and then from that I met my wife and business partner now, oh, and the, the heavens opened up and, and kind of our our lives aligned, and then we decided that we was going to open up a residential fitness camp. Both of us had our own weight loss journey I lost about four stone in my in the process of losing weight and, and finding a love of fitness because it always felt like a punishment before okay you know, it wasn't you know instead of something that you'd enjoy I just felt like I was getting beasted all the time you know and I, I didn't enjoy it I wanted to go on my terms and, and and my wife Paula um I think she I, I don't know how six or seven stones she lost you know quite a considerable amount of, stu- uh, of weight and I think that was great because we had an insight into the struggles that the majority of people have when they're looking to get fit or lose weight, you know, it's quite easy, even more so now to look at Instagram and think, what is wrong with me? These people are crushing it look at their bodies and their images. And well, why can't I do that? You know, because I love pies and I love Guinness <laughs> where's where, where it all going wrong. And, you know, I now understand that there's a whole host of things that, that makes that situation the kind of the way it is. For me, my my biggest sporting passion at the minute is is ultra running. And I do ultra runs throughout the world from the Sahara Desert to the Amazon jungle. Uh, I've just come back from the Arctic Circle where I did a a 230 kilometer race and came fifth. Um, And uh, yeah, other stuff that I do is I do uh, a bit of YouTubing, a bit of podcasting, and then my day to day stuff is, is kind of managing the trainers. The nutrition and the marketing at, at Team Bootcamp. Excellent. So, I'm going to, for the, you guys
0: who want to check Craig out, I'm going to put all the links um, below to have a look at his ventures and adventures. <laughs> so, I nearly, when you were saying earlier on, I nearly had that little bit of a joke at the start about do I call you the founder of Team Bootcamp or is it co founder <laughs> of Team Bootcamp? A <laughs> bit uh, an in joke going on there. Um, so, Just tell me about what one of the things I was asking people is, is what, when did that moment happen for you to be like, and what was the reason that that moment happened when you said, right, I need to get a grip of this and I'm going to go
1: on my own journey. So that's starting point. Yeah, I think, I think, I think people that have had a significant weight loss journey or a significant change in their life, they, they can usually pinpoint a moment where, it seems like things just clicked into place, and, and my moment was I was I was living in Somerset, in Taunton. I'd, I'd not long left the Marines. When I left the Marines, I was I was really struggling. Um, I was I was suicidal. Nearly tried to top myself a couple of times. It wasn't successful because I was a failure at everything, or so it seemed. Um, anyway, at the time, I I bought a big stinking greasy kebab, and I walked out of the kebab shop, and I just caught sight of myself in the. Reflection, of the kebab shop window, and I was just like, "You fat! I don't know if I can swear on it here, but <laughs> you fat get. Yeah, you have got to sort this out, you know. And 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 that was the moment when I was like, right, what I'm doing is not working, you know. Who's doing stuff that that is working, and and can I copy that, you know? And and actually aligned with the time, I, I met a guy who's also another Royal Marine called Mark Cooper. And he kind of became my mentor. And a lot of the things that he taught me about fitness and nutrition, we became the foundations of at team boot camp. So that was, that was definitely the moment. And, and, you know, from that point, it very much became a process of, of, of testing and analyzing There's a great quote that, you know, successful people um, analyze and unsuccessful people criticize, you know, and for years I've been like, Oh, this isn't working and that work. working. I was like, right, let's just, let's just try what I can. And I, I tried everything from literally all the pills to the electric shocks that you put on your arms, you know, I tried it all. Right, right up until the point where I was making myself sick after meals, you know. And, and um, when I could start to talk to, to this guy, Mark, uh, and he started to like out lie or, or, or talk to me about the diff, you know, how, how to get results it all kind of fell into place, you know, and, and, and um, I'm sure we'll kind of get into some of those big secrets, not really secrets, but, you know, common sense, when yeah. you really sort of look at it from the, from the out, but um, but not many people know it, you know? Yeah,
0: I think one of those things that jumps out there is that, and it's one of my big passions, I don't pretend that I'm the expert in anything, to be honest. I like to keep things simple, but again, it goes away from that. A lot of people want to get given the answer, don't they? Um, and I say about, and that's one of the really big passions I've got about storytelling on your leadership, um, on, not in leadership journey, on your fitness journey, um, because it's like a fingerprint. I said this on the last one, that it's unique to you and, and going out there, probably not to the extremes that you went to and to find, but there's so many different ways that you can get um, help, assistance. And again, going into that self-discovery is probably the best. Thing because then you get in love and you, you see that you've got control over that process.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we call it in the, in, the, in the coaching that we do, we call it the MAPS system, you know, and, and what the MAPS stands for in our world is um, mentoring and coaching. You know, you, you've got to have somebody who's, who, who kind of knows the science behind stuff and understands the physiology of the body and has maybe even tread that path before you you know, or, or live the life that you want to live, because, you know, we are the sum of the habits that we have and the things that we do, you know, so if someone, you know, if someone's got a, a great image, well, chances are, I mean, there are a few sort of special cases out there, but chances are they're working hard at it, like, you know, for example, you know, for, for you, you know, you, you train regularly, you know, you're, you're out there and, and when you get, when you was with us, when there was time, you, you was, you was, Use grafting, you know, um, as much as possible. Uh, say again? <laughs> as much as possible. Yeah, as much, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Survive, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's, there's mentoring coaching. Next one is accountability. I don't know anybody that has had significant change in their life without some form of accountability. Um, the P we we say is is for peer support. You know, you you need people around you that are on a similar journey. I've just, you know, in fact, we've all probably experienced during lockdown, certain family members that just, they don't really care that much what they eat. You know, perhaps they're just on a bit of a a railroad to the disaster or whatever, you know, but you you can get sucked along with it, you know, And, and so you need people around you that have got similar goals and are working towards the same thing or people that you can, you can talk to and, and get advice and, and, and all that from. And then the S is support and guidance. You know, you really do need some support and guidance because any, whether it's a fitness journey, weight loss journey, whatever, there's going to be ups and downs. There's got to be because of the, the you know, the universal law of, of polarity. For every light, there's got to be a dark and for every good day, there's got to be a bad day, you know, and, and you need a bit of support on that from there. So, um did I go off track there? Or is this...
0: No, that's fine. That's this fine. There. That's really good. Because, again, that's what um, my big passion about this, creating a, a community of like-minded people and sharing stories. And it's really important that when you tell your story at whatever level, that helps you internally, but you, you'll be amazed at the ripple effect that yeah. story has on other people. Um, whether it just be them nodding and going, I see that, I get that, I've had that before, or... You might be that one person on this podcast that changes one person that listens to it, of
1: people,
0: and and that that matters.
1: Yeah, I'll just go back slightly because, you know, I think sometimes when you talk to people, you've been an elite soldier, and it's like, well, I can't really relate to that unless you've been an elite soldier. But for me, you know, people watching this have got to understand that I just believed I was always going to be fat. I believed I was always going to be the fat one you know, my my dad's fat, my older brother's fat, I was going to be fat, we're just a family of fatties, you know, and I thought that's the way it had to be for the whole of my life, and I had to have a medical, and um, before I had the medical, because of a few different things going on, I, I couldn't choose what I wanted to eat, and I was kind of locked down a little bit, so every time... I got a chance I'd, I'd go on and go for a run or something like that. And I was a bit more active. And, and I went for this medical. First thing to do is weigh you. And I got on the scales. And I've always been around 90 kilos and, or 85, 90 kilos. Even when I, was, I joined the boxing squad in the Marines, right, and we didn't, have a lot, we didn't have enough light heavyweight boxers. Now, I could have probably dropped down. But the, the guys were like, no, 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 you, you stay heavy, stay heavy, you know, yeah. you could fight. Mm-hmm. And uh, so even when I was boxing and training three or four times a day, I I was still around 85, between 85 and 90 kilos. I got on the scales and the scale said 80 kilos. And I was like, I think, you're, I think your scales are wrong there. <laughs> the doctor was like, no, they're not wrong. I was like, no, 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 that can't be. Cause I, you know, I'm, I'm always sort of 85, 90. goes, no, you're 80 kilos. And, and it shook me world for a minute. Yeah. It was like, I didn't think I'd ever get to kilos. Never, you know. So, it's amazing what people believe. And, and I suppose there'll be people watching this. They might think I could never run, or I, yeah. I could I could never wear the same that I did was when I was eighteen. That's a classic, you know. And, and you and I have both trained people that have said I've never been this light as an adult. You know, we, we've we've seen them, um, and they're people. This is what I always say is they're people. And you're a person too, so you can change too, you know? Yeah, yeah.
0: And again, you're right in surrounding yourself in people that are going to um, concrete and cement that thought process that you've changed over surrounding yourself with people who will just keep telling you that you're the, you're the fat person or you're in, in that fat category. Um, amazing how the language and the um, environment uh, affects us. So on your personal, so just what were the things that you put in place? Um, oh, like simple things like drinking more, moving more, um, and yeah. prioritizing. What was the first thing that you started to do, physically do to, to, to build that momentum? Well,
1: one of the biggest, two, two, two things, two, two factors. First of all was um, on the fitness side and then, and then one on the food side. So fitness-wise, as, in, as, as in probably globally, we had gone through this phase where it was all about training for image. I think what happened is in the 50s and 60s, bodybuilding came out of Eastern Europe, and, and people started doing loads of isolation exercises and bodybuilding-type work, and that became what everybody wanted. Everyone wanted big muscles, and they they believed that big muscles meant they were fit. Yet, you and I know that there are so many components to fitness that, like muscle. Strength is just one component and there's so many other components of fitness. But we got into the stage where we would train predominantly for image. And and the byproduct of that is is not health. And one of the big changes in, in my own kind of fitness is that I started to train for performance. And when you focus on performance, a better image, better flexibility, better balance, better coordination, a longer life. Healthier. All these byproduct. All these things are natural byproducts of training for performance. So my training changed in that I was no longer going into a gym and doing three sets of ten. I mean, come on. How long have we been doing this? It's still not working, you know. And and I, I started kind of mixing things up. Whether I was changing the intensity of reps, changing the the, the sessions, um, and and that was one of the biggest things with my. Um, with my fitness, I was a really early adopter of CrossFit. CrossFit is massive now, but 12 years ago, it, not many people. Were pretty pretty underground, you know. In fact, there was one seedy looking forum where everyone would talk about CrossFit, you know, and and, yeah. and I would kind of be on there, and I'd be, you know, I'd be doing this and and people that I know now that, that compete CrossFit at a high level would look at me in the gym like, "What are you doing? Like, that's just mental," you know, yeah. um, and so that was one of the biggest changes, sort of fitness-wise. And that, that kind of suited me because I, I was fed up of people saying to me, your bicep curls is wrong, get your elbows locked in, do it you and know, all this kind you know, and then that never translated to one to day life, did it? You know, when, when I, the picture you see behind me, is in the foothills of the Himalayas in Afghanistan, I never did a bicep curl in Afghanistan. (laughs) (laughs) But I squat and I deadlifted a Bergen and I cleaned a Bergen on tobacco, you know what I mean? All these different kinds of things. So what I'm basically saying in a long-winded way, which is is like what I do, is um, I just started functional training, focusing on performance rather than image. Um, The next thing that I kind of did with food is I, I learned how to blend food to control insulin and by controlling insulin, you can control fat storage in the body. And once you kind of understand that idea, eating actually becomes quite easy. In fact, if it becomes that easy, it becomes boring. And, and that's, what, that's what a lot of people don't like because in modern day life, you know, food is, is every, It's a default setting for everything, isn't it? You know what I mean? You're bored, yeah. you're happy, you're sad, you go and eat. And um, once you're eating well, it, it does get boring because you've got to find somewhere else to get your kind of pleasure and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I know that was pretty much broad brush, but... Was no, a, that was okay. good. That. And again, I'm in exactly the same
0: category. People find it quite funny when I say that, obviously, I was a physical training instructor. I, I don't really like going to the gym. Um, I would rather go, and I've always had a sports background, so uh, fitness and performance, like you said, performance. Um, and... If I was to go into my garage, which I've got as a gym, and do some bicep curls, I'd be like, "Well, what am I actually doing this for?" I'd rather mix it up, keep it interesting. I've got this big thing about I'm not doing the same same session twice, because I want to keep uh, mentally stimulated as well as physically, um, and keep keep the body guessing, as the um kind of the the term goes. So, as we finish off, can you tell us a little bit more about Team Bootcamp? Obviously, I know a lot. I talk about it. Um, can you start with just uh, there was, it was a couple of months in and I know I said to, this to you a couple of weeks ago but it was a couple of months in and I realised actually team stood for something, I, I thought it was that team, we all together, community But t- start with that and tell us a little bit about what you guys do at Team Bootcamp
1: Yeah I mean the, the name itself kind of it tells everything there is to know really on like a broad brush overview team stands for um, teaching people to think eat and move better and when, when we started it was think eat and move differently because everything that we was doing was very different we was using lots of functional training that didn't really it wasn't that popular when we first started team and we had a paleo diet and um, we have paleo and plant-based now because there's a new craze. you know if you don't stick with the craze sometimes you can you can die um so we have paleo and plant-based and that was very different from what people were doing people would come to us and go well i can eat bacon you know what i mean i can i can have these paleo brownies are you sure i'm going to lose weight and we had phenomenal weight loss you know um now we say thinking to move better because lots of people have heard of paleo lots of people have heard of you know, the plant-based diet and, and the further functional training and, and all that kind of stuff. So we, we, it's about trying to make that better in all aspects. And and the three aspects of it, the think, obviously everything we do is controlled by our mind, even if we, we don't think it is sometimes, you know. Um, so we do a lot of coaching, a lot of work with the, the mindset kind of stuff, which is one of the things that you spearheaded when you was when you was with us at team um, so we'll do we'll look at people's beliefs their values their previous experiences the programming that picked up through life i mean how many people have been told that they must clear all the plate off their food you know it doesn't serve us it was programming that we picked up from post-war when food was scarce so it's not now um, so that's the, the kind of think side of stuff uh, and also we looked at the way people spoke to themselves, you know, and i 'm sure you do work on like um, the human brain not being able to process a negative and, and all this kind of different stuff you know we, we wanted people to to be kinder to themselves, but to to give them some 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 tips where they can just implement it and and get some some difference with their, their brain you know before anything else. the each side of stuff we've already said you know we teach them that um, counting calories fundamentally in a scientific lab it works but you're not a scientific lab you know and I've had many argument with fitness professionals and experts and they're saying yeah if you just eat less calories than you consume or if you just you know eat less calories than you use you're going to lose weight yes but now add human emotion and human choice yeah. and that's never going to happen for long term you know so we talked to them about about the counting calories and it's the habits and and all that kind of stuff. We we teach them about controlling insulin and blood sugar in the body and the importance of that fat storage hormone. And then the movement is very much about functional stuff that you can relate to everyday life. So, for example, we we talked about bicep curls, which is probably one of the most common exercises in a gym, or certainly was a few years ago. Yet that is a movement that we very, very rarely do. We do more of this, the press, you know, and, and and that is something that we often neglect is the, the pressing aspect of fitness. So, yeah, we, we try and train people in a, in a completely different awesome. way. Awesome. Good. So that's our 20 minutes. Doesn't time fly. So, um,
0: yeah, thank you so much, Craig. And, and uh, guys, uh, the links are there. Check Team Bootcamp out. Because talking about coming out of lockdown, what a great way to sort of supercharge your fitness journey. Um, it's a fully immersive. The amount of times I've had conversations with clients that say, Stupid, you just come and move in with me for like two weeks and just completely get me back on track. And going to Team Bootcamp is exactly that, really having people surrounding you and also having those people on that fitness journey as well. So make sure you check out Team Bootcamp and make sure you subscribe to our um, Time Buster Training and social media channels and also the. Um, the podcast and the YouTube channel as well. So, Craig, it's been a pleasure. Good to see you again. And um, I'll see you again soon. And um, see you soon, guys. Take care.